Welcome to another episode of the People Attention Success Show. My name is Fallen Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have another great guest. She comes highly recommended as somebody who's very detail-orientated, a forward-thinking person, and somebody that people love to be able to partner up with. Uh, she has many years in the uh, health healthcare area and also office management. She's transferred those skill sets and also that detail-orientated mindset into her current stuff, which is investing. And uh, she's very, very good at that stuff as well. Everything from real estate, commercial, uh, to technology, entertainment, startup, just keep on going down the list. She's involved with that type of investing. Uh, people love working with her when it comes to that. Uh, so, so please welcome uh, entrepreneur, investor, Ms. Kelly Haney. Thank you, Fong. I really appreciate your inviting me here today. Hey, awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, your time. And also, I'm sure uh, some great stories that you're going to be about to share. Um, so how does somebody like you become an investor? Like, what's your what's your origin story? I know lots of people out there who's who's working nine to five uh, as an employee and all that kind of stuff. They go, I wish I could invest. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I wish I could grow my money. But you've done it. You've become an investor. You were very successful in it. What was that kind of those steps that you took? to become this great investor that you are now? Well, actually, I think my story is probably similar to many people's story. Uh, during COVID, there was a lot of self-assessment going on. And I really felt as though I had more to offer than what I was currently doing. Or, or at least I felt as though um, I, I wasn't meeting my full potential. And so I was reaching out and, and, you know, listening to podcasts and listening to, uh, you know, other things where people were talking and, and that's what sort of spurred me to do new things. Uh, and from there, I did investing on the side while still working in my full-time job and, uh, and then eventually left my full-time job to, to invest. Oh wow! So this is this is fairly recent, within the last few years that you've made this transition. Oh yeah, it's only been a year now that I <laughs> left full time. No, that's that's like a lot of people, a lot of uh, employees' dreams. Within a year, they could jump out of their their jobs and do full time investing. Uh, but then there's so much of those, so much of those um, those things out there that they're afraid of. What if this is fake? What if this is wrong? What if, what if this doesn't work? And I'm sure all those questions have gone through your mind when you're looking at so many options. So yeah. how did you differentiate? Okay, let me give this one a try. Yeah, this one sounds a little sketchy. Or like, how did you how did you navigate through that? Well, honestly, it really does come down to due diligence. You know, going and putting your eyes on it yourself. You know, visiting if it's a real estate property, visiting the property. Uh, knowing the people that you're investing in. Um, and, and it's always nice to me amongst good company in these investments, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to have nice people to partner with. And um, I, that's what makes the difference for me mm -hmm. is, is spending the, all the time that it takes to feel comfortable in an investment. That is my duty. What was that first, first deal? First, is it real estate that you went into first? It was, yes, it was. It was... Uh, well, actually, that's not even true. My <laughs> first investment uh, was was tech. Oh, it was tech. Uh, I in, uh, invested in a um, 
sort of a startup, but in an industry, uh, an entertainment type industry. And um, yeah, yeah, that was a little more risky than my uh, investments to follow. <laughs> there wasn't as much due diligence, but it turned out fine. So how did how did you decide to like? Because my one of my questions was, how do you go from real estate, commercial, and all that kind of stuff, and then into tech? But actually, you start from tech first and startups which is what most people probably wouldn't do. They probably would go, okay, let me do something that's been tried, tested, and true. Everybody else is doing it as their first step. But you jumped that and went, oh, let's do startup. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it was not my largest investment. We'll put it that way. I, so I entered, uh, um, I entered into that first investment in, in a smaller value than I would later go on to do. Mm-hmm. And what was your thought process? Was there a lot of fear in that? And how did you conquer that fear? Um, actually, I I felt as though I had good uh, advisors um, that were, you know, and, and I knew that the investment was kind of more of a bridge loan than, um, than entertainment, than strictly entertainment. So I knew that felt good and there was good, uh, that felt comfortable rather and I knew that there was good um uh mm, there was a good way for us to get our money back if it didn't if however if for whatever reason it went south mm-hmm. it was guarantees guarantees is the word I'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> no I, I work with a lot of people who then come back to me and goes you know what I'm so excited about this I'm so excited about going to real estate I'm so excited about going to investing but I got so many people telling me not to do it I got so many people, especially family and friends and people who care for me, who's telling me, don't do it. Don't listen to this guy because that's kind of sketchy or don't listen to that person because it's not going to work. So did you have anybody within your circle that kept on telling you, hey, this startup, <laughs> we're going to lose everything. I don't care that what the guarantees so are. Funny you should say that because honestly, initially, I really didn't talk about it much because I didn't want for anybody to dissuade me. Uh, I knew that I was working within uh, uh, a value range that I was comfortable losing, right? I mean, that's important when investing is don't invest more than you uh, would be comfortable losing. And uh, so initially, I really didn't talk about it much. Uh, I didn't want anyone to dissuade me. Later, when I was doing a little more, um, I, uh, I did have some people that wanted to dissuade me and I, you know, I just decided not to share in front of them. Right. Like so, by then you probably already had a good grasp on what you were doing already. And you already had people involved that you could actually bounce ideas off of and get their actual feedback from her. Cause I know for myself, I, I didn't talk to anybody for a good, well, no, that's not true. I told lots of people at the beginning. And I felt like crap. <laughs> and then you pulled back stop on that. <laughs> Can't talk to these people. And I mean, and it really comes down to whether they're a no person or a yes person, right? right. I mean, like if they're a, you know, if they have any faith whatsoever, if they have, um, uh, if they can see the possibility in things, you know, and now, now don't get me wrong. There is value in people who have, have knowledge and especially in a particular industry that you're looking at, um, and you you want to hear from those with knowledge because sometimes it is a no, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it should be a no, uh, but if their overall um, 
mindset is a naysayer, you know, you kind of don't want to share a lot in front of them. <laughs> you just right? sit there and nod silently. Mm -hmm. I won't answer anything until they ask me actual questions uh, and then and then start sharing, but not share because of sharing. Um, for, for yourself, what how was that first real estate deal? Was it a buy, fix, and flip? Was it a buy and hold? The first was a flip. Mm -hmm. The first real estate was a flip. Uh, it was local. Again, it was a small investment. And I had I had complete uh, confidence in the people that were um, dealing with it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. That was that was an interesting, uh, and it was very fast. It was a flip that had been started by another entrepreneur, and they weren't able to pull it off. And so the group that um, that ended up that I ended up investing with, they kind of walked into uh, a situation where a lot of the hard work was done, and it was just using their experience to push through and get the rest of it done. Mm -hmm. So a lot of your investments are with other people. You partner up with other groups, you partner up with different people. And then for your own uh, investments, I'm I, I'm assuming you have other people partnering up with you as joint ventures and whatnot, correct? Well, um, I'm, I'm not sure how you're dividing, how you're, what are the two distinctions you're trying to make there? Uh, a lot of my investing is certainly with other people. Right. You know, I'm, I'm more what you would say a silent partner I you know than than uh you know than getting 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 around. in there by taking on the property doing exactly. the renovations whatnot and, and that's that. and that's great because like we like within the investing world we need different players we need people who are silent partners we need people who are right down there in the in the thick of things and um and it applies to uh, so many different people too so that if somebody out there right now is like, well, I don't want to get involved, but how do I get involved? And right. somebody who's who's uh, very experienced in that. So when it comes to partnerships, then how do you do you go through a, a, a very stringent uh, vetting process to go, OK, this is a partner I could probably trust. Is there what's your like, list of questions that you ask? How do you build that relationship? Uh, what's what's the keys to partnership for you? Well, um in the particular investment group that I'm involved in, I have the opportunity to, to kind of silently watch people, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so that's nice. You know, you can, you can get a feel for, you know, how they show up, whether they show up <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, whether or not, um, whether or not they appear to be reliable, right? Um, so that's number one, and that's the biggest thing to me. Uh, and then, and then after the people part, it's it's where is the deal, and and uh, and and what is that market like? Mm -hmm. Do you have any preference as to what type of investment you're putting your money into? Well, when before the real estate market. Uh, shifted a tad. Um, <laughs> Texas and Florida were great. Um, I, I live in Florida and I was born in Texas and have relatives still in Texas. So it was really nice to be able to invest there because, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go there anyway. And it was 
it, it was easier to visit projects and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. No, yeah. for somebody who looks at opportunities all the time, uh, mm -hmm. there must be some key things that you look for instantly so that you can sift through the, the investment opportunities fast. Uh, what are some yeah. of the things that you look for at the very beginning so you could kind of sort out yes, no, maybe? Well, honestly, um, it comes down to the terms. You know, for me, it's the terms um, and the people. I mean, it's number one, it's the people. <laughs> How well do I know them? What is their experience? Um, you know, what kind of deal are they bringing? Um, you know, there are a lot of people uh, that I know that will bring deals and it'll be sort of like a loss leader in the sales circulars at Christmas time, you know, like, how can they sell this, you know, laptop at this price? And it's because they want to get you in the door. There are actually some people in my network that will do loss leader kind of deals where they're like, I just want to build relationships. And so I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give, um, the part my partners you know a, a very healthy share well those mm -hmm. are always nice to find and get on board with but uh, i hope that answered your question mm -hmm. no for yourself you you went through this phase of investing and and building those relationships there was a point in time when you go you know what i could i could pull the plug from going to work every single day mm. how was that how was that process did you did you think about it a long time or did you go, okay, once I hit this number, I'm out of there? Well, um, I, I I had a mentor who kind of uh, used a boot and uh, kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, I will say it was a very long process, mm -hmm. uh, mostly because I did not want to leave that business in a bad uh, situation. Um, I, I, I needed to, you know, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, uh, to keep my integrity, I wanted to make sure that I left them in the best shape that I possibly could leave them in before leaving. But, you know, when it came down to it, I, I got a swift kick from a mentor. It was time to get out. <laughs> was it uh, one of the best feelings that you've had? Where you go, okay, I'm I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, it, it didn't necessarily last because of uh, a bad hire, nice. a very bad hire. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was very liberating. Very mm. liberating. Now, for somebody who would like to jump into some sort of investment, um, let's say if they follow your path, uh, what would be some of the first like couple milestones that sh they should hit or uh, they should aim for, or what uh, percentage of their let's say savings or their uh, access to funds should they allocate to investing as a start? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I had quite a bit of savings that I could fall back on, so that was you know a gift and not necessarily something that everyone would uh, have the opportunity for uh, uh, an equal uh, uh, footing. Uh, but what I would suggest is actually um, to be very conservative. 
you know, be very conservative when it comes to, you know, leaving a job because, um, well, for one thing, the world is going through a whole lot of change right now. <laughs> and we've been on a roller coaster. You never really know which way it's going to be next. Uh, but as far as, I, I wouldn't necessarily put it to a percentage. It would really just be your comfort level, right? The, the individual person's comfort level. However, I, I would highly recommend that they keep their job for as long as possible and definitely save so you have a big comfortable nest egg and um, recognize that you can do far more than you think you can do, right? <laughs> so while you are, you know, working at that full-time job, there's so much you can still do. Mm -hmm. you know, in, in this side business that you're starting and, and recognize that it's important to do both for a, a good long time until you feel the comfort, you know, to leave. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't really put a percentage to it. That's so personal, right? You know, uh, but what I would say is definitely to one, recognize you can do so much more than you think you can. And that, uh, when it becomes apparent that your, um, we'll call it anchor job, <laughs> that's a great word, right? That your anchor job is preventing you from succeeding in ways that you could succeed in this new venture, then that's the time. Mm -hmm. You know, your anchor job becomes an anchor that's weighing you down, you know, as opposed to uh, uh, supporting your uh, uh, life, you know then right. that's the time when mm -hmm. it becomes a hindrance that's the time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no for for something somebody yourself you've invested in a lot of different things uh lots of people who don't even start is because they're afraid that something will go wrong <laughs> um, yes. i'm assuming that you've had something and an opportunity or an investment or something that did not go according to plan uh can you share one of those stories and what did you learn from it and in retrospect would you go, hmm, you know what? I'm happy that that actually happened. Because like you can kind of work against it next time that comes around. <laughs> actually, um, the thing, the, the bump in the road that I experienced uh, wasn't necessarily an investment, but my ability to leave my anchor job. Uh, that was a huge bump in the road. And... Um, you know, it drug on for months longer uh, than I intended for it to. And, and that is really where I speak about, you know, you can, you can do more things at once than you might think you could, right? And um, yes, uh, I was hoping to be done by, uh, uh, I don't necessarily want to give months, but, uh, a particular month and it ended up five months later that I actually left that position mm -hmm. again because I you know it was important to me to to leave my longtime employer in in great condition uh, at least as much as was within my control mm -hmm. and um and uh and that was my bump in the road and what I learned from it was wow I really can, you know, the, 
when I envisioned leaving, I had these this list of horrible things that could occur. Every one of them happened, plus some. <laughs> like absolute every bad thing that I could have envisioned could happen did happen and to a much larger degree than I ever thought possible. Oh, wow. And everybody still survived. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess there's people can endure more than you think then. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I got uh, the privilege of uh, seeing you on stage a few times. Uh, mm -hmm. Was that in the works? Was that in the plans as well? Like from, from doing what you were doing to investing? So, you know, what? I'm going to speak on stages. Yeah, no, that was definitely not part of the vision. Um, but I've taken a lot of leaps. <laughs> I've taken uh, a lot of leaps of faith. And uh, yeah, that was exciting. It was that that there was another perseverance story. I had um, I had a mere five five, six weeks uh, prior to that event. I uh, had an orthopedic injury. I broken, uh, broke a bone and, and still persevered and got on stage and didn't let it slow me down. Oh, wow. Well, nobody could have told, told me that you were, you were uh, suffering from something because you look awesome on stage and you were able to uh, deliver the performances uh, absolutely amazingly. Wow, now, when you. it comes to being on stages, uh, was that a, a an experience that was tough to to take on, or how was your preparation? How did you get your mind to go? You know what? I'm gonna be in front of thousands of people, and that's something that most people go. You know what? I'm just gonna sit right here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, these are great questions, Fong. <laughs> um. I you know I knew that. It was a stretch that I needed to make. Um, it's not necessarily the first stage I've ever been on, but the stages I've been on in the past were certainly much smaller, right? The audiences were much smaller. Uh, you know, some were more intimate, less structured. Uh, the stages that I were that I was on in November of last year, very structured, <laughs> uh, very large. Um, so I, I did have some preparation uh, from my past and um, and I, I, I knew that it was time and that in and of itself mm -hmm. was enough to carry me over. And I think, you know, honestly, I think that uh, orthopedic injury probably helped me not get uh, in my head about it, right? My head was busy doing, you know, months of rehab and stuff instead so i couldn't get you know concerned or worried <laughs> mm -hmm. um you mentioned before that you had a, a mentor give you the the boot uh how important is mentorship to you and i'm sure you mentor other people when it comes to investing as well uh what's the what's important when it comes to having a the mentor or a coach in your corner and what's important to be the person who's being mentored or being coached well, um, I would have to say that all of my leaps and bounds in the last year and a half uh, have been at the behest of, of, of excellent mentorship. <laughs> Absolutely. I, we, 
I think we can really get in ruts and we can um, fail to recognize the full potential that we have to offer. And, and that's a shame. And so I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be mentored and I will continue to be mentored. Um, and I also enjoy mentoring. Um, and, and I mostly left that behind with that job a year ago, uh, but I'm, I'm looking at new ways to, to bring that back into, uh, into the, the um, circle of, uh, mm, I don't want to say businesses, but uh, things that I can share. Mm, right. Um, you mentioned before about perseverance and how you're able to go overcome many things. And that's, I, that's, I, I think, one of the characteristics as to why you're successful when you're being coached or mentored, because you have somebody who's challenging you and you keep on persevering, persevering, persevering. What would you allocate that trait to? How come you're so willing to persevere over challenges, failures, things that don't want to go according to plan? Wow, I, I had some amazing um, models from my past. Uh, um, my mother, gotta say my mother was the, my first lesson in perseverance. And um, followed by my oldest sister, gosh, all of my siblings, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and those are your first lessons, right? Um, and, and those are really the most important. I mean, they've, they've, they've been the most lasting examples of perseverance. Just, um, I, I'm grateful to the lessons that they've shared, grateful for rather. And um, I, I'm, and of course my mentors as well, you know, show me perseverance, but you know, it comes from, it comes from my original, uh, uh, my origin story, so to speak, you know, <laughs> my mother was the best example of perseverance and, mm -hmm. and tenacity, no doubt. Well, that's, that's also a uh, very, very, uh, that's very true for a lot of people who who look up to their parents and uh, push forward and and learn a lot from them. And I'm I'm glad that uh, you had a good role model there. And I'm hoping a lot of people out there has the same thing. Now, for you, what's the next big thing? What are, what can people expect from you? They go, wow, she's she's doing this or she's coming up with that. Ah, yes. Well, um, interestingly enough, I have uh, um. I have a, a podcast coming up and uh, I have a few uh, guests that I have uh, booked and that's the next big thing and where it will lead, we will see. Um, I'm also involved in a uh, medical mastermind that I'm, I'm uh, excited about. It, uh, you know, while I have left the day-to-day -day, uh, healthcare industry behind, I, um, I'm excited to share my experience in a way that is uh, very meaningful to me mm. through the uh, medical mastermind. Very, very cool. And and that goes to goes back to that relationship that you wanted to maintain. Uh, there's lots of people out there who goes, you know what, let's burn that bridge so I can't go back and my only path forward is this, right? And it will force them to be successful in that. However, uh, as you can, uh, as you've proven, 
well, you know what? You keep those relationships going because you never know if those relationships would lead to something else. And now you're on this mastermind. Again, right. building more relationships, potentially having other partners, other investors in that group as well. So uh, very, very important. And well, let me ask you this. Uh, when it comes to relationship building, what are some of the keys that you focus on to maintain those relationships and making sure those relationships last for a long time? Wow. Um, I have relationships that date back decades. I know you're probably surprised to hear that. I look so young and youthful. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm not, I, I think it's choosing the right people to have relationships with, honestly, because I have relationships that literally date back to grade school and, uh, and we can connect having not connected for years and we just like pick up where we left off. Right. So I think oftentimes it's finding your tribe, so to speak. And so uh, people that don't necessarily need you to knock on their door every, you know, every other week to, to feel a connection with. Um, but then when a relationship is new, obviously it is important to reach out uh, uh, more frequently and, and to find meaningful ways to connect with them. Uh, but I am, I'm grateful to have very long time relationships and, uh, and I cherish them and um and, you know, the, the very long-term ones, it's funny because you can kind of have an agreement, like it's almost as if the short notice opportunities are the most meaningful. Like I live in a tourist area and a lot of people from, uh, my, my, uh, uh, elementary and, and, on years of education will come here to vacation. And so sometimes they'll just reach out and they'll be like, hey, you know, I'm in town, you wanna to do lunch? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But there's an understanding, right? There's an understanding that, you know, if I'm in town, I'm gonna to reach out. And if, uh, if, if I say I'm busy, you know, no, nobody gets their feelings hurt, right? But right. It, is, it is as if the uh, short notice opportunities work out the best. And, and, and they're almost more exciting because it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this worked out, you know? Exactly. But yeah, uh, so it's finding the right people and, and staying in touch. Mm -hmm. I guess. And, and some of those, those short notice things is uh, uh, build so much more in the future because it's so easy to go, you know what, so short notice, I'm just going to say no. That, that that's a, such an easy thing for people to do and most people do that um, right. it's saying yes and then all of a sudden you get this jolt of energy and go mm, i wonder what's gonna happen i wonder what they're gonna see i wonder what they're gonna do and all that kind of stuff so um that's that's also very important now when it comes to legacy um what's what does legacy mean to you and uh what would you like people to remember kelly for wow legacy oh, um you know what I would like for people to remember me, I suppose, as someone, one who didn't give up, you know, I'm tenacious, I persevere, um, and um, that I'm approachable, and that I'm always willing to lend a helping hand, uh, and it, it's genuine, um, you know, it's funny, you know, I've had people 
not really understand. Well, why do you want to help? I'm like, because I can, <laughs> because I can, because I want to. And um, uh, someone who always is a learner. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always a learner and I'm always uh, interested in giving back. Awesome. And if we were to put you on the world stage again, and you had a few minutes to say one message for everybody to live by, to remember, to, to follow, what's that one message? Say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> Very simple. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you never know where it'll lead you. Always say yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, before I let you go, I have five very quick questions uh, for fun. Let me know the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, you're stranded on a desert island. First, one food to eat for the rest of your life, no consequence. One food. Uh, coconuts. <laughs> um, a fictional character that you would love to partner up with on an investment. Partner up with on an investment fictional character Ooh, i'm not i'm not good at this i don't watch much tv um fictional character i don't know harry potter i don't have the slightest idea hey it's not bad you can have magic all in your life and, <laughs> you and all that kind of stuff so harry potter shows up at your door and say hey let's get together let's uh find out what we can work on but i'm hungry uh, you go, don't worry about it, Harry. I'm going to go fix you something nice. What's that special dish that you could cook up? <laughs> What's a special dish I could cook up? Yep. Well, I hope he's not vegetarian. I love to make a, a rosemary uh, lamb uh, lamb chops. Ooh, wow. Sounds awesome. Uh, I'll come. I will take his place. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, you're on a car ride, uh, in a car ride for a long, long trip hours and hours on end but there's only one song that plays over Ooh. and over and over what's that one song you don't mind listening to Ooh. oh god the only thing that comes to mind right now oh hours on end yikes um the only song that comes to mind right now is flowers by miley cyrus but i couldn't listen to it for hours on end <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long it would last yeah <laughs> last question before i get there give me a number from one to five um five one, two, three, four, five. So if you had to relate success to board games, how is success like a board game? Um, how is success like a board game? Yep. You know, um, I would say the game of life. However, there was a lot of emphasis on going to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's a thing uh, as much as it used to be. Uh, I think tradesmen are uh are in the catbird seat right now mm -hmm. awesome i do so it's sort of the the anti-board game it's the <laughs> not life <laughs> awesome well thank you very much for that um what are you looking for now like from opportunities wise partners wise what are you looking for and how do people reach out to you well honestly i am looking for podcast guest fong will you will you be on my podcast i'll be there excellent and uh, <laughs> i know i have a handful of folks that have already um uh spoken with me about uh opportunities in that regard uh what else um 
you know, beyond the podcast and beyond the medical mastermind, I would say that um, it probably has something, uh, probably has something to do with the network that I was involved with during my healthcare years. Um, I, I will probably be doing something with that. Awesome. Well, and the best way to reach out through social media, email? Uh, the best way to reach out to me actually is uh, thekellyhaney at gmail.com. Okay. That's the okay. best way. So for everybody out there, make sure you reach out. Um, great person to talk to when it comes to investing, partnering, uh, great insights, lots of stuff that you can learn from, from Kelly. Uh, so make sure you reach out, connect with her on social media and whatnot. Um, once again, thank you very much for your time. I enjoyed our time here. Uh, lots of great stories and also learned a lot. So thank you very much. Thank you. And to add, uh, my Instagram is Kelly Haney Official. Great. So connect with Kelly. Uh, until next time, she's Kelly. My name is Fong Chua. Today is the day to lock your peak potential. We'll see you later. Thank you.